The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com From our nation's capital It is Thursday, December 13, 2018 And this is The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, my name is Bob, how are you? Hello, Bob uh, Coming up on today's show, the great T-Rex David Ferguson is here today Yeah! Michael Cohen? That was a weird segue. T-Rex is here today. Yay, Michael Cohen. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, anyway, Michael Cohen's going to jail for up to three years. This is great news, isn't it? Says who? I do. Uh, the publishers of the National Enquirer, meanwhile, just also flipped on Trump. You know, I'm just, I'm, everyone has to start flipping at this point. It's a, We'll have a whole flipping party. <laughs> We should have a flippin' end-of-the-year party, shouldn't we? Uh, meanwhile, Newt Gingrich might be Trump's next chief of stupids. I mean, I mean, chief of staff. <laughs> He'll just only make things worse for Trump, won't he? Because his worst instincts will then bleed over into Trump's worst instincts, and it'll be like a singularity of worst instincts, right? And there's less than two weeks to go, so you better get your online shopping done soon. So when you do, make sure to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Use our link and it'll take you to the front page of Amazon where you go shop as normal. But because you used our link, we receive a small commission on some of your purchases. Meanwhile, you can also use our Chris Lavoie banded masculine link right beneath the logo to shop for man-scented candles for all the guys on your list. And lesbians. If you listen to the Stephanie Miller show, you know that they're also made for lesbians, too, I guess. And don't miss Chris's all-new spiked eggnog and gingerbread man-scented candles. And thank you for shopping through our Amazon link for the holidays. And now, let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show. Presented by BubbleGenius.com. Halt! Who goes there? Us, of course. Who'd you think? Oh, well, then that's okay. Okay? Who, may I ask, are you? We're Rudolph and Hermie and Yukon Cornelius, sir. Who are you? I'm the official sentry of the Island of Misfit Toys. A jack-in-the-box for a sentry? Yes, my name is... Don't tell me. Jack. No, Charlie. That's why I'm a misfit toy. My name is all wrong. No child wants to play with a Charlie in the box, so I had to come here. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. The Bob Seska Show. Exciting stuff today. It is the Trump Crisis Day 693, 691 days until the 2020 presidential election. You know, the similarity between those two numbers means that we're like, what, halfway through? We're only halfway through this shit. Oh, God help us all. Oh, you know what? Here's what we got to do. We got to do this. It's T-Rex. T-Rex, there he is. Hey. Hey, Bob. How are you, my friend? Awesome. Happy holidays. Yeah, same to you. You know what? I feel terrible because, like, you drove all the way up to the D.C. area for Thanksgiving, and right as you arrive, I bugged out. (laughs) I got out. I had to go, you know, because it's seriously... I mean, I've been, like, way off the grid. I was out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean for, like, five years, and then I was in California for another couple of years. And so, since I'm back in D.C., where my family is, I had to do the whole family Thanksgiving thing to catch up for lost time. I think I've got to spend many Thanksgivings to catch up uh, for all that lost time. But I apologize, because I know you were trying to stalk me uh, when you drove up and... Well, you know, I did. Uh, I did sleep in your bed. <laughs> That's right. That um, was you. I, I crowbarred into your apartment. Yeah, and I got to tell you, those uh, Brooklyn and sheets super comfortable. Oh yes, yes. I'm sure you but enjoyed. You took those. your Hello Pillow with you. Yeah, I took the Hello Pillow with me. That's, that is absolutely true. Took my Harry's <laughs> razors. Took all of my my fine sponsorship products with me, so that uh, they wouldn't get horked by any stalkers like you, like you, T Rex. 
I, I got to talk about this right out of the shoot today because um, I don't know if you watched the Colbert Report or not the Colbert Report, the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Uh, I have not been watching it. What happened? There was something that happened on last night's show during the monologue that piqued my interest. And thanks to Rocky Mountain Mike, I got an audio recording of it. But let me set this up first. Um, for like months now, whenever we see news come down in which Donald Trump has been tricked into saying something that he shouldn't say, I've compared it to that clip from the Bugs Bunny cartoon in which uh, they, they do the whole rabbit season, duck season thing. And then Bugs Bunny tricks Daffy Duck into saying that it's duck season so that Elmer Fudd will shoot Daffy Duck in the face. It was back in the day when you could have... I'm completely convinced that's what happened when Dick Cheney shot that man (laughs) in the face. It was a rabbit season, duck season trick. They were like, CEO season! Local season! (laughs) CEO season! (laughs) CEO season! Pow! Yeah, so yesterday I repeated that joke on the Stephanie Miller show. Yesterday morning. It was Wednesday morning. I repeated that joke. Got a big laugh. I was so grateful that I got a good laugh on the Stephanie Miller show. Whenever I can make that whole crew laugh, it's always a good day for me. Um, But then I find out this morning that there was an interesting joke during Stephen Colbert's monologue last night. This is, again, courtesy of Rocky Mountain Mike. Here's... Here's that joke from last night's Late Show. This is absolutely real. This is the art of the deal guy, right? This is Mr. Art of the Deal. Trump said, Trump said, Chuck, you want to shut down the government. Schumer said, no, sir, you want to shut down the government. Then Trump said, yes, I do. Checkmate. <laughs> I have only seen negotiating that good one time before. Wabbit season. Duck season. Wabbit season. Wabbit season. Duck season. Fire. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Can't go wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. (laughs) Oh, what a maroon. (laughs) All right, see? Someone is listening to the shit that I blurt out on a regular basis. I mean, that's that's how I'm pegging this right now, because it could be coincidence. I mean, it could absolutely be coincidence. I don't own that joke. There's no copyright or trademark on that joke. Anyone can use that joke. And of course, it's if you're paying attention to what Donald Trump does and says, especially in that meeting with uh, Pelosi and Schumer, then it's obvious that that's what happened. It was totally Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi getting Donald Trump trapped in the rabbit season, duck season thing. And of course, Donald Trump, the stupid idiot that he is. It didn't even take one round. It took a half round for him to bite down on a bait and swallow it. Yeah, I mean, if you go back and watch the the video of that, it's basically Donald Trump saying, no, it's not my shutdown. It's not my shutdown. And and Chuck Schumer's going, yes, it's going to be your shutdown. Nancy Pelosi says, yes, it's going to be the Trump shutdown. And then suddenly goes, Trump goes, yes, it's going to be my shutdown. It's totally my shutdown. I will take complete credit and blame for it. Like, you fucking moron. I mean, I'm just, you know what? For the longest time, uh, T-Rex, I have been doing the straightaway Trump impression, right? It's a ridiculous... It's a sort of nasal, in your face, yeah, I'm very just, stoned, although I've never actually smoked marijuana, you know? Like. It's like a Marlon Brando if, he, if Marlon Brando was on speed. That is, right. that is Donald Trump. It's, and then somewhere there's a little bit of Shatner in there, too. Um, but you know, I, I'm going to abandon that impression. I think I'm just done with it because what I'm going to start doing as my impression from now on of Donald Trump, it's just going to be, I mean, it's just going to be the dumbest <laughs> dumb guy voice that I can come up with because seriously, if Donald Trump sounded like this and he was actually saying the words that he says, no one would go along with him, but because he's, you know, Mr. Motormouth, because he's Mr. Adderall, he gets away with this nincompoopery on a regular basis, right? All of this fuckery, mm. like he was on, you know, he was on Fox News uh, today, and which is one of the reasons why we're getting started late, because I wanted to make sure if he choked on his own tongue that, you know, I was watching it, you know, something like that. Just like 
through his upper denture plate into the front row. <laughs> See, now, I keep, you know me so well. I, whenever he's talking on television, I keep a really close eye on his teeth because I keep waiting for like that, that bottom set of teeth to just go flying right out. The ones that he gets all jetty with those teeth and his, uh, his mouth becomes like a trapezoid and then those teeth <laughs> are sticking out and I'm just waiting that one time and we were so close when he was declaring Jerusalem to be the capital of Israel. And God bless the United States. Yeah, something happened. I mean, it looked like a stroke or some sort of aphasia or his teeth were going all haywire. And uh, and of course, today I was watching the Fox News thing, but um, he was just Mr. Motormouth. Uh, he was, you know, like he normally is in these Fox News scenarios where he knows he's not going to get questioned severely, that he's just going to be able to rant and say whatever gibberish he comes up with. I want to play poker with him because, I mean, yes. he's so clearly. Like, yeah rattled you know and jittery and just like you know you, you're trying to embarrass me well you're not gonna embarrass me you know he's just like it's like dude he was talking about the two judges and i'm like what two judges he gets like an he's like oh, it's just like your crazy old uncle in the corner with his soft foods just like freaking yeah. out all of a sudden about the iranians on the roof trying to pour <laughs> cocaine into the attic you know, and you're just like, what, Grandpa? <laughs> he's such a goddamn mess, and you can always tell when he's lying. And in this case, you know, he's suddenly figured out that uh, somehow if he says, uh, what about Obama or what about John Edwards, that that's going to somehow be seen as a legal defense, that that's somehow going to exonerate him from all of these charges. And and no, that's not how it works. That's not how, how any of this works. And, and so... In that kind of climate, in walks Newt Gingrich, who uh, is apparently <laughs> is apparently going to be the sacrificial lamb, the, the fucking idiot who decides to become the chief of stupids uh, for this uh, Trump White House in the midst of one of the most harrowing escapades to face the presidency in the history of the United States. I mean, they're obviously... Did you see what a beautiful, like... Shakespearean, like Greek tragedy kind of arc this makes that yeah. Newt Gingrich is going to be the chief of staff of the the third impeached president or however many presidents have ever been impeached in the history of the whole country. Yep. Yep. Like, and he was the one that led the whole charge against Clinton. Exactly. It's so poetic. It's just, you couldn't, I mean, this is an opera now. <laughs> it um, is a terrible, terrible opera. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, I mean, you made a good point there because what will emerge out of all of this is a lot of Newt Gingrich going, I don't see how this is. Well, what's his voice? He does the Kermit. Jim Ward on the Stephanie Miller show does the uh, Jim Ward voice as basically as Kermit the Frog. So it's uh, <laughs> Kermit the Frog appearing on television every other day saying, oh, this is not impeachable. You, why would the Democrats ever waste time on impeachment, etc.? And Newt Gingrich was the one who was behind the fucking impeachment of Bill Clinton in 1998. I mean, this is like act three of a really, really long opera. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I mean, who cares about history? Who cares about facts? Who cares about reality? They certainly don't. Uh, you know, and again, like Steve Ducey was on this morning with uh, Brian Kilmeade and whoever their wife is who sits in the middle, whoever the designated wife is at this point. I don't know who that is. It could, it's, it's com they're completely interchangeable. The wives on. Yeah, it's like a rotating cast of, of blonde women. It's Ducey and like Kilmeade and the six wives of Henry VIII. And, <laughs> and so they're talking to Judge Napolitano this morning. And, and Judge Napolitano, of course, is uh, is shockingly speaking some truth to these doofus the giggling couch tumors on Fox and Friends and <laughs> and uh, and Steve Ducey's like, well, what about what about Barack Obama? What are they alleging that Barack Obama did? Well, I mean, Judge Napolitano was accurately explaining that if you violate campaign finance laws uh, and you notice that, say, for example, the limit is twenty five hundred dollars and suddenly you get a check for one hundred thousand dollars. And you deposit that check not knowing, and then you realize you're doing your, your books, notices, oh shit, that's more than the legal amount, we need to give that money back and then pay a small fine and we'll be okay. But, and, and that's what happened with Barack Obama. Someone donated too much money, they spotted it, they paid a small fine, they admitted to it, they alerted the FEC and said, you know what, look, we got this check, we deposited it, we didn't know. We, uh, yeah, we that gave... sounds like the Obama administration. Exactly right. We gave the money like, back. Officer, we accidentally drove over the speed limit. We need to pay this speeding ticket even though you didn't catch us. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. 
And so Judge Napolitano explained that to Steve Ducey, and they were, of course, all the giggling couch tumors were just like, okay, fine, that's what you say, I don't know. By the way, that's that right there is my new Trump voice. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, so Gingrich, you know, what we know about Gingrich is that he would completely allow Trump's worst instincts to run wild. Why? Well, because Trump's worst instincts are very similar to Gingrich's worst instincts. Let me, I kind of just I want to interject here. I'm sorry. Okay. I just, no. I, I, can we just please shoot down forever the myth that John Kelly was like this disciplinarian and imposed a milita- sense of military order on the White House? Because, I mean, people were talking about that, like he imposed discipline on the Trump administration. And I'm like, when in the last <laughs> two years yeah. has there been any discipline in the Trump administration? Mm-hmm. When has he ever done anything that correctly or he was supposed to do? They couldn't even get the death of John McCain right. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, there there is no discipline in there. And I think with John Kelly, if he did try to impose any sort of restrictions, any sort of rules surrounding the Oval Office, who could go in, uh, who had access, who didn't have access, what the message of the day was going to be, and so on. If he was actually doing those things, wasn't very effective at doing those things. Because what Donald Trump does is Donald Trump does whatever Donald Trump wants to do. So if he wants to spend five hours one morning doing nothing but watching clips of himself on TV, that's what Donald Trump is going to do. Like yesterday, he just disappeared. I mean, no one heard from Donald Trump because he hadn't come down to the actual West Wing. He stayed up in the residence well beyond his executive time. And we kind of can assume why, because he was probably panicking with his legal team going, what the goddamn hell with Michael Cohen? And uh, and that brings us to the next thing, David, which is that uh, Michael Cohen got 36 months in prison. Apparently, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. not going to do all of that time. In fact, I think he's only going to end up doing uh, maybe 75 percent of that time. And if they pass this criminal justice reform bill, um, th- then he'll actually end up only doing um, what, like two, like two thirds of the time. Like he'll only end up uh, basically two years or, or a year and like nine months or something like that. If you include time served and all of that, but I did mean, you that, read any of the transcripts? He he stood up and he delivered this whole yeah. like, Hamlet thing. Like I know. he's just like you know, in the last sixteen years of my life, I've been in a prison of my own making. Right. Says who? Yeah, and it's just like this. And the judge is like, "That's nice. You're going to jail." <laughs> I know. I know. The judge. The judge just goes to back to Michael. Michael Cohen's just like, "Oh please, oh please, don't send me to jail. Why would you send me to jail? I'm a good man. My family, my." children i've got tiny tim here from a christmas carol i don't even know what that was where he's walking into the courtroom with his daughter i guess on like a tiny tim crutch like from it's what oh, you know i think she probably she may have like a broken ankle or something and oh yeah that's why she was wearing heels right well <laughs> so, my husband was asking me about it though and i was just like can you imagine though your dad is getting sentenced today uh, and it's like also just happens to be when you've like broken your knee or something and you're on crutches <laughs> yeah. and like everyone's going to be seeing your picture for a thousand years you know right. photos of the family on the day and you're just like oh my god i mean she should have been riding on michael cohen's shoulder <laughs> and then gone god bless us everyone and then <laughs> and then god bless us all everyone <laughs> that's exactly right and so so michael cohen goes through this i thought it was a very well written uh, plea for his life i mean rachel maddow kept saying beseeching last night he was beseeching the judge. Oh, please don't send me to prison. Please don't send me down. Please don't cast me down with the criminals. And the judge, without missing a beat, just goes, Happy New Year to you in jail. And that is it. That's it. was like, <laughs> sentence done. Get out of here. <laughs> Where did you get that? Uh, it's a wonderful life. Happy New Year to you in jail. <laughs> God, I've never seen that. You know, it's listening. I've been listening to the show like for the last few weeks, and you just like as soon as like it was like December first, you started like pouring on the holiday music. Yeah, You're like here comes Christmas, and I'm like, this is proof that Bob Seska had a happy childhood. <laughs> Unlike the rest of us who find all this Christmas music intensely triggering and remember like the you know white trash yard fights of our childhood. You know, um, <laughs> you know what it really is. I just I get bored with the same elements all year long, and so it's always a refreshing change of pace to change out some of the music to. Change 
change out some of the jingles and some of the noises we play. Like, for example, I like to wheel this one it's out. Money Man, that's right. Any oh, money, yes, wishing everybody money a very man. happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, and a, a Happy Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. And everybody and have a safe and safe wonderful new year. year. <laughs> safe and wonderful new year. The Money Man, that's right, Eddie Money. I retweeted Eddie Money today. Eddie Money was uh, ballyhooing on his Twitter feed the number of new followers he had in, throughout, he <laughs> throughout 28. Yes, Eddie Money's got a Twitter feed. Al- of course he does. He's alive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, well, yeah, wow. after Trump is done being president and then done being in prison, he and the uh, the Money Man, that's right, Eddie Money, are going to have a uh, snortathon where they're just going to snort everything. Um, and, and speaking of that, did you see this stand-up comedy clip that's uh, that's going around uh, where it's uh, this stand-up comedian who used to work as, I don't know, a production assistant or something on Celebrity Apprentice, and he goes on and on in this stand-up routine about how he had to sign a, a non-disclosure agreement, and uh, he used to uh, observe as Donald Trump was doing the Miss Teen USA selection of the finalists and he he would go down the line and he would actually literally for his beauty pageants he would uh, uh, apparently according to this comic former staffer on the celebrity apprentice apparently he would take his little stumpy fingers and like even like stick them in the in the mouths of the women and like check out their teeth and stuff to like check and see if they had good teeth and then he would then he would go down the row and this is all i mean if you go on twitter right now it's all over the place this video is going around all over the place where they actually I thought he was like Mr. Germaphobe. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let me let me read this um, out loud. This is the the section of the uh, the stand up comedy act where this guy's talking about uh, Donald Trump. He said, "I worked on a bunch of those beauty pageants he had in the '90s too. That was a good idea. Miss Teen Universe. Yeah, that was like giving Jeffrey Dahmer a cooking show. Wah 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 wah. <laughs> uh, he would line up girls on the side of the stage and he would inspect them literally. He would stick his little freaking doll fingers in their mouths." and look at their teeth i'm not i'm not kidding this is true he would line them up like they were pieces of meat he would be like you and you and you if you want to win i'm in the penthouse suite come and see me so he had like a casting couch apparently for you know teenagers and he's disgusting comedian continues to say yep if trump had a cooking show they'd caught the douchebag diet mcdonald's uh, chocolate ice cream and girls that look like ivanka are all he ever eats there's another rim shot for that. Yeah, but then he went on to say that uh, Donald Trump is a speed freak and that he crushes up his Adderall and he sniffs it because he can't read, so he gets really nervous when he has to read cue cards. And he said, uh, I'm not kidding, this is true. I had a 24-page NDA, non-disclosure agreement. I didn't know that he was becoming president. Now it's uh, no way, dumbass. I'm telling everything. <laughs> I'm telling everything wow. I know. This comedian's name is Noel... Or Noel Kasler, C-A-S-L-E-R. And uh, Mediaite has the whole video clip up. Check so, yeah, I mean, it could be bullshit, and it may be bullshit. But it kind of jives with things that we've observed and things that we've heard about. And that could be why he's picked this up. But then again, he could be telling the truth. I mean, if he was working in close quarters, close enough that he had an NDA uh, with the Celebrity Apprentice, then he may know some things. He may know things. He knows things. Knows things about Trump, but of course, I, you know, the other day when the whole thing went down in the Oval Office, I turned on MSNBC or something, and the first thing mm-hmm. out of, I heard out of somebody's mouth was, "You know, w- open war has broken out," and I was like, <gasps> and they were like between the parties, and I was like, oh, sh-. <laughs> you know, like because I'm, so, and, but I think honestly that Trump is so bad at focusing and so like yeah. truly incapable of walking and chewing gum at the same time that mm-hmm. I don't think he could pull off a wag the dog kind of thing right now because yeah. he just, he, I mean, he can barely keep track of what's right in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, I think it's partly because he's a coward. I think just generally speaking, he's a coward. He, he doesn't like to fire people. Uh, right. he, he walks away from hard questions. We've seen him wander away. You know, we do the whole brave Sir Donald ran away thing uh, from Rocky Mountain Mike. And, and, you know, he's just he's a his whole bravado alpha thing is all a, a big hoax. It's all a big facade. And inside, he's just this quivering mass of, of nothing that needs Adderall in order to get through some cue cards or a teleprompter. And so, uh, you know, when it comes to actually going to war in a wag the dog kind of situation. In fact, we were talking about this on the John Fugelsang show uh, earlier today. 
where oh and my concern from the beginning was that he was going to get into some military escapade where he was going to use that to seize more powers there was going to be a terrorist attack or something like that and he was going to have some sort of new version of the patriot act or the, uh, another uh, authorization for use of military force in the umf and uh and thankfully none of that has happened but there's always more time i mean as i said at the top of the show I mean, we're, uh, what, 693 days in with 691 days still to go. <laughs> so it's like, Jesus oh, Christ, God. that's that's plenty of time. That's plenty of time for him to get into all kinds of trouble. And uh, as I've been saying on the show, we've got a few weeks left before the Democrats are sworn in and the new Congress gets underway. And in that time, remember that Donald Trump still has Republican sycophants, Republican fans on the on the Hill who will help him out and who will turn a blind eye. And why is that? Because they are almost as guilty as he is. I mean, it's not just, uh, it's not just. Oh, and I'm convinced that the Russians have got dirt on the, like, I mean, they keep going. They just got hacked again. Oh my God. Yeah. And once again, the, 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 the Russians didn't like release any of the information. It's just like they hacked it and they kept it. And then. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, then on top of all of that, there's this Maria Butina thing. This linkage between them. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yes. NRA, bend over and take it in the patina. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and, and this is, I mean, this is going to take down the NRA. This is going to, I mean, certainly. I, uh, you know, can we just take a second to put our hands over our hearts for Dan Bongino and his, his shows? <laughs> That's right. Poor, poor Dan Bongino. Uh, that preening coward. Speaking of cowards, Dan Bongino oh, is one of the biggest ones. Talks a big game on Twitter, goes after you on Twitter. And this is, I mean, I shouldn't say you. Goes after me on Twitter, and then I respond, and then he blocks me. Like a goddamn preening coward that he is. And uh, and now he's what? Terrible he's- hairline. <laughs> That's what right. Earth? He's got a gigantic bulbous forehead, doesn't he? I mean, the biggest bulbous forehead I've seen on Twitter, certainly in a long, long time. And oh my God, the steroids. You can just see he's got steroid face. Really? I mean, any picture, he's like, he's got that, I don't know, there's like a complexion thing that happens when you're using heavy steroids. Oh, a a friend of mine told me about that. Actually, it's HGH, human growth hormone. Yeah. You start to get Frankenstein brow. Yeah, you get Frankenstein brow, and then his skin looks glossy. Like perpetually, like he's got a layer of mung or sweat. <laughs> oh my Did god! You see that picture of Axl Rose? Oh my god! Yes, uh, yeah, Axl Rose with Mickey Rourke. Did you notice that that was Mickey Rourke sitting next to him in that picture? I honestly couldn't tear my eyes away. I, I mean, I just saw <laughs> he was like so focused you know, on Axl like, Rose. I was just like, when did he turn into my aunt Carla? <laughs> 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 That is, if he's uh, transitioning, I'm going to feel like such a dickhead. I, I'm so glad yeah. you were the one to say that and not me because I didn't want to get in trouble for it. Uh, but yeah, that's about right. I, this is this, this, this plays back into my theory that men should just leave the cosmetic surgery alone. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what causes you to go, yeah, that's better. <laughs> I don't know what, what glitch. It doesn't is, look younger. It just looks weirder. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's obviously he was uh, on all kinds of substances back in the the late '80s and early '90s when Guns N' Roses was big, and and since then he's put on some pounds and he's gotten older and he must be I don't know he's in his fifties now. Axl Rose, that's a crazy thing to ponder that Axl Rose is now in his fifties for God's sake. Like in a few years, Axl Rose is going to be collecting Social Security and Medicare. How about that to make you feel old? But that's uh, fine. but yeah, I'm I mean here. his pla- his plastic surgery. <laughs> Surgery isn't nearly as awful as uh, as uh, Mickey Rourke. And then you know what? I saw this video going around. Oh my God! And this is just such a complete tangent. And everyone listening for politics is gonna be like, "What? Tell me more about Trump." Uh, but uh, there was a video going around of Vince Neil from Motley Crue performing mm. uh, "Kickstart My Heart" with his own little band, and it was and it was in some dismal dark nightclub somewhere. <laughs> And he just just begging to be set on fire by someone's budget pyrotechnics. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it was so sad to see. I mean, he, he just, it was almost pathetic as Phil Collins is now. I mean, Phil Collins is out there walking out on a stage, not barely walking out on a stage with a cane and then sits for the whole show. 
I, he's got I, a degenerative nerve disease though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he does. But it's still, I mean, if it's weird to see him go from this energetic four foot nothing guy um, in the 70s and 80s and 90s even to this old man who can barely walk onto stage. And at some point you have to go. It's going to happen to all of us. Well, know, but, but yeah. I mean, at some point you got to have, you know, because I like Rush and I like what Rush has done before they get to that point. They're <sighs> Bob, going, Bob, Bob. okay, we have now retired. <laughs> we're done. We're going we're gonna to go out while we're on top. We're not going to try to push ourselves and to try to modify our music because we're old. And it just made me sad for Vince Neil. And it made me sad for Phil Collins. I mean, I'm not... I'm not ridiculing them. It just, it was sad looking to see them (laughs) in this state and still feeling like they have to go out and they have to do their thing on stage, even though it's clearly just a faint shadow of their former selves. So where were we? As an old guy who's making rock currently, I have to just like, I just have to kind of quietly just like... (laughs) I assure yeah, okay. you. I understand, but like, you know, okay. there's no drug like applause. I, Nothing like it. <laughs> I have seen pictures and video of you performing. You are nowhere near. I mean, Phil Collins, we were like four years old when Phil Collins was, you know, uh, performing with Genesis in the 70s and so on. So they're way, way older than us, right? So you're nowhere near that category of pathetic oh, old you know, guy okay, rockers. Who was it that passed away? I think it was the guy who sang for Visage, Deep Strange, an 80s new wave band you probably never heard of. No. And his funeral was attended by all these guys from like Spando Ballet and Erasure and yeah. all these Brit bands from the 80s. And they were, they'd all turned into old British men. Yeah. It was insane. They all turned into like members of the Royal Shakespeare Company. I'm like, wait, isn't this someone from Game of Thrones? Oh, no, it's the Spando Ballet guy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. It is. But- it's completely strange, especially as a Gen Xer, to watch, you know, all these uh, rock heroes. And we just saw a new bunch of uh, inductions into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame today, in fact. Uh, Def Leppard got in. Uh, Stevie Nicks got in. Janet Jackson got in. It looks like a, a really interesting. Uh, Roxy Music got in. Looks like a oh, really wow. interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, one of the the one of the best, I would say, uh, classes of uh, rock and roll Hall of Fame inductees in a long time. So the since- Roxy Music album covers not aging well. <laughs> That's true. That is absolutely true. Well, you know what's not aging well either, uh, T-Rex, is my my body hair. And and thank goodness for Harry's razors because not only is Harry are Harry's razors great for shaving your face, but they're also great for shaving uh, stray body hair. I mean, if you're a woman and you like to shave your legs or you like to shave your armpits, Harry's razors is great for that. If you're like me and you've got, uh, as I'm getting older and more pathetic looking, if, as I'm making fun of Phil Collins and Vince Neil. Uh, as I'm getting older, I'm getting more and more body hair, like on my back and things like that. So I got to use my Harry's razor for that too. It works perfectly. You know how hard it is though to pick the right holiday gift for any guy, especially the older guys on your list. It needs to be something practical, personal, and affordable. Well, how about a limited edition? holiday shave set from Harry's. I love my Harry's razor, of course. So comfortable. It's the closest shave you can get. Harry's makes quality blades built to last at a super reasonable price. Their German-engineered blades go for as little as $2. So uh, the guy who uh, gets a Harry's gift set also gets the gift of saving money, right? You save money, too, with gift sets starting at just 10 bucks, and they come with a 100% quality guarantee. Personalize your gift with engraving and the handle color of your choice. And as a special offer for fans and listeners of this show, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave set, including our limited edition holiday sets, when you go to harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. Plus, you'll get free shipping. This offer is for new and returning customers and is only available for the holidays. Each Harry's shaving set comes with an ergonomic weighted handle with the option to engrave a five-blade German-engineered cartridge that provides a close comfortable shave, foaming shave gel for a rich lather or travel cover to protect your blades, and a handsome holiday gift box. Just want something for yourself? Well, of course, you can redeem Harry's trial offer to experience the quality of shave of uh, Harry's shaves before you commit. This is the final week for holiday shipping, so act right now. Do it now. Go to harrys.com slash B-O-B-C to get $5 off the shave set. That's harrys.com slash B-O-B-C. Go get them right now. Do it now. The Bob Seska Show. Oh, no. 
It's the money man. Don't you love it? The Bob Seska Show. It's the money man. That's right, Eddie Money. Have a safe holiday season. You know, sitting here thinking, like, I forgot he had such a good voice. He really did. Yeah, he kind of did. I mean, for a guy who did all the cocaine, he's got a uh, he's got a pretty good voice and a, and an interesting Twitter feed too. <laughs> oh man! And he's got a Christmas song, right? Just so I can use that to annoy people with. Uh, this is the money man. That's oh. right. Any money? Wishing everybody a very happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. Oh, man. I'm still not sick of that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Makes one not. of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Uh, so have you gotten Kimberly a Christmas present yet? No. No. Oh, man. No. no. Why, why would I get Kimberly a Christmas present? That's insane. That's insane. Now, of course, of course I did. I got her uh, some some good th- good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah, there's a pile. Harry's. I got her shirt. Harry's razor. I got her uh, Brooklyn oh, and yeah. sheets. Uh, <laughs> all the stuff that they send me for free, I'm just putting that in a box and handing it over to Kimberly because I'm an asshole. Um, Wait, you get freebies when people advertise on your... Oh, yeah. Man, I got to get with Harry's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I get my Harry's. They send me a new box of Harry's razors uh, like every couple of months. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. And Shut then, up. Uh, when we'll we signed on with the uh, Brooklinen, we got our Brooklinen sheets that we love. And we got my hollow pillow. And yeah, I get my uh, Beachbody on demand uh, membership, too, that I use quite I often. I think you actually got the stuff. I, this is like this is like podcaster, like the day you find out that the fairy is actually real. Yeah, I know. Like, you know oh, my God. I got to. I got to get some advertisers. I have a new show coming tomorrow. I'm interviewing. Oh, that's great. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Yeah. And then I'm going to do a show next week of some winter music just for people. Cause I know there are people who get really tired of the usual holiday stuff. Yeah. I have a song. Uh, I have I, a song suggestion. Can I make a long distance request and dedication? I don't know. What is it? When you play your holiday music, can you play this? <laughs> Any money. <laughs> Yeah, okay. We'll play the money, man. Uh, okay. All right. It was going to be mostly classical, though, actually. Yeah, but new, like, new listeners to the show are going, uh, what's the deal with Eddie Money on the show? I don't <laughs> understand. And it's just, it goes okay. back a few years. It, it was it was one of those things. I played this money, because I used to play all the uh, like celebrity greetings over the holidays. You know, all the celebrities do like. Hi, hmm. this is Richard Simmons, <laughs> wishing you a bright oh, and gosh. healthy and happy holiday season one of my favorite ones and i may replace the uh he money really man means as- it you know that's the heartbreaking thing about richard simmons <laughs> he does. play that again he really means it right he okay. wants we're, you we're, to have a healthy yeah. safe happy holiday season he does hi this is Damn richard it. simmons wishing you a bright and healthy and happy holiday season he's in a really te- he's in a really deep hole or something <laughs> He's, he's down he's, the K-hole. He's become lodged inside a toilet paper tube or something. That's why he sounds like he's little teeny tiny and all kinds of echoey. But one of my favorites, this may replace the okay. money man. That's well, right, Eddie Money. The, I have a William Shatner one, too. Hello, everybody. This is William Shatner. And a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now, if I'm going to tell you one thing, I'm going to tell you this. Have a safe and happy New Year and Christmas. You know, one of the most sincere. Oh, my God. Stay away from the punch bowl. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites William's is, gonna slip you a Mickey one of my favorites is Ron Paul I'm Ron Paul my family and I oh, and you no. and your family a very Merry Christmas <laughs> it's happening okay neck whipping subject change okay has anyone explained to you and maybe you can explain to me yeah. why everyone seems to think that we can't indict a sitting pre- president and it's not like an actual matter of established law is it it's just a memo yeah it's just a rule in the justice department just Sort of unspoken gentleman's rule that why is it it's, is, is it really honestly because they think he's too busy because this guy is not busy. Well, I think there are actually two memos that say you can indict a sitting president, uh, and they're and again these are not laws. So and why do we have like one person in the country who's above the law then? Well, that's just it. I and mean, the thing is. It doesn't even matter because we're so far beyond the mainstream right now of what normally happens, even with corrupt presidents like Nixon. I mean, what we're going to find out uh, th- through more and more court fil- filings 
are, first of all, verifications of everything that we've seen so far. Every news story that's come down, we're going to start seeing more and more verifications of that coming down from either the, the Southern District of New York or the Mueller investigation, or now the, the incoming Attorney General in New York is, is going to launch a, an investigation of the Trump Organization, too. Um, and all of these things are going to bear out to be real. Uh, so once all of those things accumulate and we start to see the full force of what this criminal enterprise has accomplished and what they've been able to get away with so far, it's going to be undeniable that uh, Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. especially and uh, some other members of the Trump inner really circle. Have for Donald Trump Jr.? <laughs> oh, I fucking hate Donald Trump Jr. I really, I mean, of all the guys in this entire list of uh, this rogues gallery of usual suspects, he's the one I want to see locked up even more so than Donald Trump himself because Donald Trump Jr., Donald, you know, you know one of the reasons why I want to see Donald Trump Jr. get locked up for the rest of his life? Because of the animals. Because I don't want him going around. Here, I'm going to ask you this. Would you rather see Donald Trump Jr. locked up in jail for the rest of his life, or would you rather have five minutes alone in a room with him with a crowbar? <laughs> no, well, hmm, let me think about five that. Five minutes a is a nice uh, long time. That is a conundrum. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm really weighing because each one, it's it's like six of one, half a dozen of another. Listeners, I mean, really. please weigh in in the comments section. We'd like to know. <laughs> like, if you had your choice of option A, yep. Donald Trump Jr. goes to jail for the rest of his life, or option B, you get five minutes alone in a room with him with a crowbar, <laughs> and then he walks, if he can, free. Yeah. Uh, What's your choice? Well, you know what? I'm a nonviolent man, so I'd like to see him locked away in prison for a long, long time. A long, long time. Where a all he's boring time. All he can do, the only thing he has left to do, the only activity he can ever engage in is is counting the comb marks in his hair. I mean, that's it. <laughs> he's gonna just sit there. One, two. Oh, I lost track. One two, three. Oh, I lost track again. One, two. No, he's... The, I just don't understand. What's the thing with him and Jacob Wool and, like, all of them that, like, it's, like, no one told you that the guy that has that hair in, in real one of the movie is the serial killer? <laughs> you know, that's right. It's, it's a dead giveaway. It's ever yeah. since American Psycho, it's like, if that's the, the slick down hair does not say impressive young CEO. Well, you know what? It's just bodies in the crawl space. I mean, I seriously think that we're going to get our wish. I'm going to get my Christmas wish. It is going to be a Christmas miracle because at some point soon, Donald Trump Jr. is going to be indicted. I think Donald Trump Jr. is going to be indicted. Eric Trump is going to be indicted. Uh, uh, Ivanka Trump is, Trump is going to be indicted. This investigation in the Southern District of New York isn't just Michael Cohen. They are investigating the Trump organization. The Trump organization filed and uh, issued uh, uh, falsified invoices to Michael Cohen um, in order to deceive the public, in order to make it seem like it was a retainer to Michael Cohen. I mean, that alone right there is, I would imagine, and, and certainly legal minds can feel free to dis disagree with me in the comments or whatever, but that seems like wire fraud to me. That seems like, oh, we're issuing fraudulent documents as official documents from our organization. And then the likelihood is, is they deducted those amounts uh, on their business ledgers, however they keep their books, and, and filed income taxes based on those retainers being a legal expense, when in fact they were not legal expenses. They were reimbursing Michael Cohen for his payoffs to Stormy hush Daniels money. and Karen. Yeah, it was hush money to Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. So that right Do there is a major that that ties back to Flynn because in the Flynn filing, the sentencing recommendation, there was that whole blanked out section about an unspecified criminal investigation. Hmm, interesting. And when I heard that, the hair on the back of my neck went up in terms of uh, the Trump organization. Yeah. Because I think they're liable for criminal charges under state and federal law. Well, it could be uh, uh, it could be also Manafort. I mean, that's possible too. Uh, but I'd like to think that it was the investigation of the Trump Organization. I do know that in the court filing for Michael Cohen, they were very explicit about how Michael Cohen provided information that was specific to the centerpiece of the entire Mueller investigation, which to me is Russia collusion. Is uh, the the this I mean, Russia thing with this, Trump and Russia? Russia. It's just a made-up story. <laughs> yeah, this right. Russia thing with Trump and Russia. <laughs> 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 fucking idiot. 
I mean, oh my God, I have it memorized. I didn't realize I had it word for I word. I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, right there, we're going to see an obstruction of justice charge filed based solely on that, that he actually admitted it like a goddamn idiot. This Russia thing with Trump and Trump Russia. And Russia. Right. What a goddamn moron. He but, talked uh, about himself in the third person. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was doing that today on Fox News Channel, too. Because he sat down with Harris Faulkner, who gave one of the most ridiculously... Uh, Tongue bath interviews. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a great way to put it. Because she, you know, like, it ended this way. Uh, now I'm picturing it. Oh. Her, final que- her final question was, what do you love most about being president? Oh, God. It, what, when you wake up in the morning, what makes you love your job? And, like, these people are living in a fantasy world. I mean, right now, he should be figuring out how to get uh, hacksaw blades into his prison cell. I mean, these are things that he needs to be considering at this point. And I'm, I'm being almost serious when I say that. You and Buzz were like perky and happy on Tuesday because like you're like, he's, we, we've got him. We've we, got him. We've like got John him. Oliver. Yes. <laughs> we totally but, did John like, Oliver that day. Yeah. I think John Oliver and the singer from Muse are the same person. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> Um, That's pretty close. John Oliver looks like every British person ever. That's what John Oliver could be like, just join the cast of Monty Python and everyone would go, well, obviously he's always been a cast member, hasn't he? It's just terrifying in terms of just like, I mean, I don't like, yeah, I think he's guilty of crimes. Yeah. Yeah. I think some people know it, but I just, are the ability to convince the Fox news crowd, the red hats, you know, that, I mean, you guys were saying you're hearing some rumblings of discontent and some signs. And, and I did see Marco Rubio saying, you know, no one in this country should be above the law. Yeah. Cause, you know, Mark, and I'm like, you know, little Marco might have some fight in him. Little Marco. In terms of, well, I, come on. He shot on all of them in the primaries. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? Look, there's uh, the rule of law and then there's the court of public opinion. Right now, Donald Trump is playing the court of public opinion. I mean, this Fox News interview that he did with Harris Fuckner uh, was uh, just that. I mean, what we saw on uh, Fox and Friends this morning, the giggling couch tumors trying to make a case that, well, Barack Obama did something, so therefore Donald Trump is innocent. Steve D.C., hang on. But what about Barack Obama? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's right that's no a, child wants to play with a charlie in the box that's that's what i wanted to hear um that was steve Ducey, by the way from this morning sound uncannily like him actually it, it really really Let's does get that sing song steve Ducey quality whatever happened to decency in washington <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean they, but they think that that's going to work as somehow a defense for them like somehow the what 40 percent of the american voting population that actually still likes donald trump for some fucked up reason uh mostly brainwashing and fox news channel uh they think that that's somehow going to derail the rule of law they think that that's somehow going to derail these investigations and to somehow influence the judges influence juries influence uh, defense counsels and influence uh, 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 prosecutors is it Bullard or Baylert? For he's it was Bullard. it uh, Share Blue, and now he's gone solo. He's doing his own thing. He's got a book coming out. Yeah, he wrote a really good thing that I saw. I think yesterday about <laughs> how Fox News is not equipped to handle the Mueller investigation because it's too complicated <gasps> for them. They don't know how. He's like it, they've met. The, it's a really good article. I think it was on Daily Coast at his like personal site. So check that out. It's Eric B O E H L E R T. Bullert, Baylert. It's it's um, so funny. Here. That it's like it's too multi-layered for them, and it's just they don't they they don't understand it to the point that they don't know how to attack it. Yeah, he's like, but it's just like this whole thing is just too cerebral for the Fox News crowd to understand enough to be able to attack it on any kind of you know. And it's like you were saying in the court of public opinion, you, the judges aren't going to be swayed. Like yeah. people who really like understand what's happening are not going to be. Uh, you're not going to swallow the party line. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what I've been saying is that uh, it's difficult for them to keep up with all of the developments because they haven't been following along from the very beginning. And there are so right. many different layers to all of this. There have been so many revelations that have come out in the press, which, by the way, have become uh, 
actual uh, facts and, and entered into the public record in a lot of these court filings, too. So a lot of these things have manifested themselves into actual uh, documentation now. It's not just the quote-unquote fake news spreading you know, a witch hunt or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is actual uh, information that we're getting from the source, right? And so uh, in that regard, they don't know. And they, like, for example, when the Michael Cohen stuff comes out, they're looking at Michael Cohen and the sentencing memo, for example, in a complete vacuum, not realizing that there are all other kinds of things linked to what Michael Cohen has done. So they don't realize that, you know, this is a lot deeper than their very, very narrow view will inform them of. So they don't, it's impossible for them to catch up at this point. So they're always going to go. And so many, it's like, okay, so they can discount, you know, they can say, well, why would we believe anything that Michael Cohen says? He's obviously a liar. But then it's like, well, he convinced the judge. Yeah. And it's like you can't like write off every single judge in this whole thing because there's a bunch of judges now yeah. that are now ruling against them and you know letting, allowing indictments to proceed. Right, right. They well, can't all be like partisan hacks. Weren't some of them appointed by Trump? Well, here's here's actually a good uh, ex- or a good example of what I'm talking about here because now we have got this. Uh, as I was saying a second ago, the incoming New York Attorney General uh, is planning to launch a wide ranging investigation into Trump, his family, and quote unquote anyone in his orbit who may have violated the law. Letitia James is the new uh, incoming Attorney General in the state of New York. She plans to investigate any potential illegalities involving Trump's real estate holdings in New York, the June 2016 Trump Tower meeting, government subsidies Trump has received, whether he used his business to violate the emoluments clause, and the Trump Foundation. These are all things. These are all things that the Fox mm. News audience is unaware of. They're not watching NBC News, and they're not picking up that this is happening. So when some little nugget of information drops out of that uh, investigation into the Wall Street Journal or into the Washington Post, suddenly, or especially the New York Times, they're going to be like, "Well, that's nothing. What are you talking about? I don't understand what this even is." And so, therefore, they're never going to fully understand the gigantic gigantic scope of all of this and along those lines you know i wrote a piece for the daily banter uh i wrote it yesterday but it's up today uh, about how a lot of these people at some point soon and i'm not holding my breath waiting for this to happen i just want to make sure to qualify all of this with that statement but at some point soon all of those people including the glenn greenwald people and some of the bernie people will owe the rest of us a huge series of apologies for calling oh, us don't hold your breath on that oh i'm certainly not but i mean <laughs> from the beginning they've been calling us conspiracy theorists they've been talking about our, our tinfoil hats and all of that well look i mean it's only a conspiracy theory if it doesn't bear out in truth and all of this shit is bearing out in truth i mean there are conspiracy theories like the Alex Jones shit that he yanks out of his syphilitic ass. And then there are actual conspiracies that have merged beyond the bounds of just being a theory that are now conspiracy fact. And these are this whole thing is a series of conspiracy facts at this point. And it's just a matter now of getting to the point of further convictions. I mean, we've got a conviction of Michael Cohen. And in that conviction, as part of the sentencing, we heard that uh, Donald Trump directed him to commit all of these crimes. And so Donald Trump gets on Fox News Channel today and goes, well, he was my lawyer. He shouldn't have told me to do something that was illegal. Fuck you! And, And this is like, it's it's such, and that's literally what their new excuse is. Michael Cohen was my lawyer, and he led me down this path of doing I illegal things. I didn't know things. any better than to give one hundred fifty thousand dollars to the, my mistress. Exactly, to right. keep her mouth shut. I mean, a week before the and no, I didn't. You know, oof, I would never have thought of that if it wasn't for Michael Cohen. Yes, of course, and, and you, <laughs> that bad man, <laughs> exactly. And you think about it on that level, where you know and I know that that all that does is further indict Donald Trump. Like, you fucking idiot, you didn't know? It's like, I tweeted today, it was like, I I didn't know my right foot was pressing down on the gas pedal so heavily that I ended up going 120 miles an hour, officer. Can you pl- believe me? I wasn't going that fast. No, that doesn't work, because clearly you were directing your lawyer to do something. You were authorizing your lawyer to do illegal Actually, things. Actually, you were speeding because you were had ceded your moral authority to Sammy Hagar and Van Hagar. Ha! <laughs> 
That's right. I can't drive 55. I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't drive 55. I just capable of driving 55. My foot didn't, I didn't tell my foot to drive beyond 55. (laughs) So so hilarious. All right, we're going to take one last break. We'll come back uh, with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Yeah, suck it, haters. The mood is right. (laughs) I get shit every year for playing this song, but you know what? Fuck me, I love it. I love this song. One of my favorite Christmas songs. What can I say? <laughs> what now? Okay, someone has to explain to me what's wrong with this song. Is there anything wrong with this song? I don't think there's anything wrong with this song. Well, it's company. See, if it, if, if it was anyone else, it would probably be fine. <laughs> but it's Paul McCartney, who's you know known as one of half of one of the greatest songwriting outfits of all time. That's true. But it's a reminiscent of everyone's criticisms of Paul in that it's facile and it's a little too jolly and a little, you know, it's just it's not a very, I don't know. Isn't but isn't Paul McCartney a jolly guy? I just get the sense that he's, you know, he's a wake and bake guy and he's pretty much jolly most of the day. I mean, Dana Carvey's whole impression of Paul McCartney is the jolliest British person. (laughs) What do do you got a hundred million dollars in it? I don't want to lose a hundred million dollars. I have a headache all day. <laughs> but I have the, to put the island on the chart card. There's <laughs> there's nothing wrong with the song, and I challenge anyone. It's a little too much but, sugar. It's okay. like ebony and ivory. Which like you want to write a song about racism, write a song about racism. But oh my god, ebony and ivory makes me hate all colors. <laughs> I mean, like I mean, it's just like I hate white people. I hate you know. It's just like. Ugh. <laughs> It's just so saccharine. That's the problem. Yeah. Saccharine. Yeah, well, that is true. But but every goddamn Christmas song is saccharine. And that's why I like them so much. I like them both as songs and I like them ironically too. So I'm on both sides of the fence with that. So anyway. Um, Certain things are just timeless though. I mean, like yeah. Dean Martin singing I'll Be Home for Christmas. I mean, oh. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. You can smell the martini. It's just... Uh, well, I mean, you know, like <laughs> there's there's one uh, Christmas song that I that I genuinely, genuinely love. And I've already played it on the show. So, I, I you know, I'm not going to play it again as a rejoin music, but just we'll get a little bit of taste of it. It's this it's this song by uh, Chris. I think it's Chris Rhea or Chris Ray. It's called Driving Home for Christmas. And every time this season oh, rolls this. around. I just, I just love it so much. This is just such a great song. I mean, it's... And I'm not saying that ironically. I'm not saying it because it's campy or anything. It's legitimately a really good song. Driving home for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, how can you not like this? Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. I'll be singing now, was this, this one. Wasn't this Garth Brooks' persona that he did? His alt-rock Chris... <laughs> Chris Ray, who's a sex addict. <laughs> With the wig. Oh man! I know that's Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, the Chris joke. Gaines project. Yeah, but boy, that's a good song. Boy, that's a good song. Lots of it. You can go oh, find man, it on YouTube. It just, and stuff. Yeah, it's too tonic for me. I don't know. It's like it, maybe it's all major key or something like Tchaikovsky. Christmas music just some of it just dances all over my last gay nerve. <laughs> um, it Jesus. just does. 
yeah, well, well, sure. Speaking of dancing all over my last gander, can we just talk about Gavin McGinnis for just a second and is that, that shameful display? It's not how we all missed until like a week after it happened where he sodomized himself on the air. Yeah, so, yeah, and I know I have to apologize to all of my Patreon subscribers because you know what I did? I put I put up the uh, the picture of that as the avatar for an mm, episode of the show, for an episode of the yeah. post-mortem show a while back and everyone's like, yeah, what, what, picture Bob, pictures. I'm like, oh, sorry, because I, I, I got. He the did sh- it to show he was down with the gays, and like on behalf of the gays, I'd like to say, okay, first of all, you were to do that anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, don't rope us into this, dude. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, he literally stuck a dildo up his butt, and I, uh, I got a screen grab of it and put it up on the Patreon. <laughs> that's not what this is. That's not how this works. <laughs> that's not how any of this works. No, 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 no. Oh. And- Gavin, oh God, is it anybody? Is there any question in anybody's mind now? Exactly, I mean, just how twisted and what exactly is going on with the Proud Boys? Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, well, they'll do anything to to own the libs, including sticking dildos up their butt for some ridiculous reason. Uh, okay, so meanwhile, you know, it makes me, like so you're saying how we could get the president to do anything if we told him Barack Obama never did it, or you know, like. <laughs> That's like right. Barack Obama never drank bleach, Mr. President. <laughs> I mean, again, it's the, the rabbit season, duck season thing. will get him every single time. Yeah. But uh, meanwhile, Sean Hannity, you know, in fact, uh, credit where credit is due. Charles Johnson from Little Green Footballs picked up on this uh, yesterday on Twitter before it became an actual news story. But Sean Hannity deleted a bunch of tweets yesterday, uh, mainly ones that tied him to Michael Cohen hours before Cohen was sentenced to three years in prison. <laughs> Client number two, or what was it? Client number three? I mean, Michael Cohen had three clients. Right. Donald Trump, Elliot Broidy, and Sean Hannity. Now, <sighs> don't even begin to tell me that Sean Hannity isn't dirty. If he is the third of three clients of Michael Cohen, and Michael Cohen is engaged almost exclusively in all of these crimes, Sean Hannity has some uh, some skin in that game, too. Hannity reportedly deleted over 270 tweets, with five of them directly referencing his relationship with Cohen. Okay, so I said that most of them were about Cohen, but actually, no, they weren't. There was only five of them were about Cohen. Hannity del- Did Fox News ever start tweeting again? I know that they went mysteriously dark. Oh, good question. I don't think they have. I, I don't think they've tweeted since, uh, what, November 8th, I think. Uh, let's see. Fox News. And nope. November 8th was the last time the Fox News channel. Uh, and, and somehow, somehow these bastards still have 18.4 million followers. You know, when I go like two hours without tweeting something, not only do I lose followers, but also my reach goes down to nothing. So when I do start tweeting again, like no one's looking at them because no one's seeing them because I haven't tweeted in two hours. It's like you constantly have to feed the beast. It's like having a. Is that how, I've never been able to quite get my Twitter thing to take off. Yeah, you just have I'm to at T Rex to see folks. It's yeah, you know, but like I just uh, it never has like I've never Twitter and I are just it's an uneasy. I did have one tweet go bonkers like last week. The one where I said that I we were riffing on the Jacob Wool thing <laughs> instead of oh, the yeah. coffee shop. Yeah, I was in a Cracker Barrel in Lafayette, Louisiana, and uh, there was a quiverful family at the next table, and they were discussing with their seventeen kids that they think they've oh been my duped God. and that Trump might be the Antichrist. Was it the Duggars? And they had another baby right there at the table. <laughs> oh my God! So, so you were eating in the same restaurant with the Duggar family? Yeah, basically. Oh my God! That's... I think he might be the Antichrist. They said. <laughs> Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, well, so, uh, you know, as we mentioned uh, before, the National Enquirer's parent company, AMI, is now turned uh, against Donald Trump. Uh, they admitted that uh, they paid Karen McDougal $150,000 in an attempt to influence the 2016 election, and they were explicit about how it was an attempt to influence the outcome of the election. And this was all part of a non prosecution immunity deal. Uh, uh, with the Southern District of New York. Um, and then, so that also brings us to Mr. David Pecker. Yeah, David <laughs> oh, Pecker. God. Can I just say for the record that I am appalled beyond words that the fate of our democracy is potentially in the hands of a man named David Pecker. <laughs> I know. No! I, I know. I know. I know. Thank God for Beavis and Butthead, huh? Um, so, uh, David Pecker, he's... <laughs> I'm sorry. David it's Pecker. They were not funny. I know. It's always... Not funny. 
Da- it's always David Pecker is always funny. Even Rachel Maddow pointed out how funny it was. Yeah, last she night. stopped for a second. She's like, "Get it out of your system, kids." And, it's and like my health like, teacher. Yeah, exactly. She's like a super prude too. So she's like anything along those lines. She's like, "Gosh, golly, we can't say these things on television." But uh, even she curses like a sailor when the camera's off. Oh, I know, I know. You know, any the, the person who says mf'er more than anyone else, the, even more than uh, Bill O'Reilly. Rachel Maddow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's not going around saying MFR all the time. Um, and I don't know why I said MFR. Why did I say MFR? Oh, because Bill O'Reilly said MF and iced tea that time. Give me, give me, give me my MF and iced tea. It's the time that, that Bill O'Reilly went to a restaurant in Harlem and couldn't believe that black people weren't eating with their hands. I wanted to <laughs> fucking stab that man when and, he said that. And I was like, okay, everybody, here it is. Here is evidence of racism. Like, yeah. this could not possibly be more. Again, racism. we got him. We got him. I mean, it was like one of those we got him moments. And of course, he kept working for years and years and years after that. Well, they dragged out Juan Williams the next day, cringing and toadying. <laughs> Just, you know, oh, no, I'm no racist, boss. And you ain't no racist. <laughs> so um, so David Pecker met with uh, Michael Cohen, at least one other and w- at least one other member of the campaign in August of 2015, offering to, quote, help deal with negative stories about that presidential candidate's relationship with women by, among other things, assisting the campaign in identifying such stories so they could be purchased and their publication avoided. AMI confessed to the tabloid practice of catch and kill, paying McDougal for the rights to her story about an alleged affair with Trump and then never published it. But these are the people who you're not going to hear a lot about on Fox News Channel. And then suddenly when the revelations come out, all the Fox News Channel people are going to be like, what? I can't. What is who is this? What is going on here? And of course, we've all been talking about viewers. Everybody who works there, I'm sure, knows exactly what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, certainly true. They're just really that catatonic and just that stupid. Meanwhile, uh, four days before the 2016 election, Hope Hicks claimed the Trump campaign had no knowledge of any of this, adding that McDougal's claim that she had had an affair with Trump was totally untrue. In a statement at the time, the company said that AMI has not paid people to killing to kill damaging stories about Mr. Trump. And this is according to the fucking Wall Street Journal. You know, again, this is part of the problem is that they don't know because Donald Trump is doing this misdirection thing. They think this is all CNN and the Washington Post. Like Jeff Bezos has a has a boner for Donald Trump and he wants to take Donald Trump down. Uh, No, this is the, the Wall Street Journal. These are other publications that have conservative publishers like, you know, Rupert Murdoch, for God's sake. And so they're going to be entirely blindsided by all this crap. I mean, I swear to God. See, I think Rupert's going to get, I think that he's over it. Just my theory, because, you know, Rupert never stops looking at the bottom line. Yeah. And Trump is a terrible businessman. We know this. Oh, my God. Um, the worst. The worst negotiator. I mean, once again, going back to rabbit season, duck season. He is just. He would think that at least somebody at Fox would be real, like, we're painting ourselves into a corner here. Mm-hmm. Where if this guy goes down, we go down with him. Yeah. But, you know, they're, they're inexhaustible. They always come back with, you know, it's like conservatism didn't fail here. We failed conservatism. Yep. You know, and it's. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, right. And so it's just going to. I just at this point, I'm really thinking that impeachment is not just a possibility. I think it's an inevitability. I think uh, Donald Trump is going to be impeached by the House of Representatives. It's going to be undeniable. I mean, there are going to be Republicans who are going to support this thing, too. I'm going on the record with that prediction. I hope that some of them at some point get some survival instincts and just be like, I've got to stay. This guy's going down. You know, when a ship like the Titanic sinks, you need to get away from it as quickly as possible because a giant bubble is coming up behind it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, like going to suck everything down that's on the surface of the water. Um, And that's just like, that's what the president's going to do. And like everything that he's attached to will go down with him. Yeah, I mean, it's just... just... it's it's fascinating to see guys like uh, Judge Napolitano and uh, and even Tucker Carlson did an interview, I, I believe, with some European publication where he was criticizing Donald Trump and making sure that he expressed his dissatisfaction with the fact that Donald Trump can't get anything done, like the fucking wall. Speaking of which, Donald Trump tweeted about the wall today and said that Mexico will pay for it. So why the fuck is he demanding $5 billion from Congress? I mean, this is like, this is how dumb he is. This is how the art of the deal is absolute 100% unadulterated fiction 
because there is no fucking way that Donald Trump is like the master of the art of the deal. If he's saying that, oh yeah, Mexico is going to pay for it, and oh, by the way, the American taxpayers are going to pay for it. Oh, but Mexico is going to pay for it. No, he also doesn't understand how trade works either. Maybe we'll talk about that at the beginning of the postmortem show. That's coming up next on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash show. Go and support our show right now and you get all kinds of bonus material. And we thank you for doing that. And make sure to shop through our Amazon link too. All right, T-Rex is going to be found at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Also on Twitter at T-Rex to see. Thank you, my friend. We'll see you on the post show. Thanks for having me. It's always good to be here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.